It was a great experience just being able to be around predominantly black people and just seeing the examples of men uh, and also women that are just striving to, uh, to be at their best um, in, in, at an HBCU when they were predominantly black. Comey Media Group proudly presents Revelations with Cole Johnson. Welcome to Revelations, the place where we communicate truth to power. I am Cole Johnson, and I am so glad you're able to join us. He is a graduate from Morehouse University in Atlanta. He resided in the Bay. Now he lives in Dallas. Ladies and gentlemen, the founder and the host of BS3 Sports, and now my new brother, Ben Sutterth III. Ben is his name, and this is his revelation. I'm doing good. I'm doing great. And you got the last name right. That's, that's rare. The people are able to do that. So <laughs> you're starting off, starting off gravy right now. So it's good. Oh, cool. All right. I love that. I love that. Hey, I, I, I love to actually have these names down because <laughs> I, 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 I looked at it and I said, hmm, it's not Sudearth. I don't think it's Sudearth. OK, I'll go with Sudearth. And if I'm wrong, I hope he doesn't look at me all too wrong. <laughs> but good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. All right. So you are currently in the Metroplex area. Am I correct? Correct. Yes. Right. All right. We'll get to that in a minute. But I discovered that you actually grew up in a town called Emeryville, California. And that that is correct. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't quite know where that was until I looked at a map and I said, oh, so this is a Bay Area brother. Okay. And I found out that Emeryville is a stone's throw from Oakland. So how was it growing up? Yeah. So how was it growing up in suburban Oakland, California? It was it was interesting. Um, I uh, like I said, like you said, in Emeryville, which was kind of in between, wasn't really well known. I only had kind of like a small uh, selection of, of friends, and we pretty much all hung out. Uh, you know, the small group of friends that we had. So it was uh, it was nice. Uh, it was definitely nice. I didn't really run into any any major issues growing up um, as far as uh, you know racism or anything like that. But it was uh, it was great. I was around a lot of different cultures in school. I mean, it was uh, any nationality, pretty much you name it. Henryville uh, was kind of like that that middle area where people were able to to uh, to come and, and kind of start a life. So I I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I moved to my family moved to Richmond. Uh, that kind of changed a little bit because I was a little bit of a of a uh, of a tougher area. Uh, but my parents, you know, they did a good job in getting us in an area where it wasn't as uh, as violent. But it, it was great. It was great growing up in California. I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. And and Richmond, where I know that's still the same area. Where in uh, where in the Bay Area is Richmond? So Richmond is Richmond, it's, it's going yeah it's going further to like Sacramento. So I'll probably say it's about okay. halfway uh, to Sacramento. Uh, okay. But it's yeah probably thirty minutes or so outside of 
outside of Oakland. All right, all right, nice, nice. So, did you pick up any any sports love there? Uh, like you follow the Forty ers Warriors, or Giants uh, while you were there, or no? Yeah, I was I was a big Forty uh, ers fan. Uh, I mean, I had like the Forty er shoes. Uh, I mean, I had. I had the whole jerk, the whole uniform, and I, I pay a lot of my sports passion really to my dad. I mean, we went to San Francisco Giants games at, at Candlestick Park, uh, went to Oakland A's games. Uh, we, we were both uh, Bulls fans. You know, I was, when I was growing up, my dad was, so I automatically became a Bulls fan, especially with Jordan. Uh, didn't really, didn't really pay that much attention to the Warriors. Um, until, not until I got a little bit older, but I, I really pay a lot of my, passion for sports to, to my dad i think he is the one that instilled it in me with not really actually doing it just by us always watching sports <laughs> yeah yeah and we have that in common because that's exactly what happened with me with my father uh he watched it and i ended up watching it with him and it almost like through osmosis i actually had developed the same love of sports as he did and he does so i'm like oh okay this is some good stuff all yeah. right yeah definitely all right so Bulls fan in the Bay, huh? huh. Okay. <laughs> so you were that enamored yeah. with Jordan? <laughs> yes, I was. The, the goat. I, I think he is the goat. No, no doubt about that. Yeah. Well, you will get no arguments out of me. Uh, yeah, I believe Jordan's the goat too. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no debates. Now I'm surprised though. You talked about the 49ers. You mentioned Giants and A's. In fact, I, I'll stop right there. Which park is better, Oakland, Alameda County? Or candlestick. Yeah, you got to give it to. Oh man, that's a tough one right there. I, I say you have to give it to Oakland. Um, just okay. the 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 environment there. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't really. You know, candlestick San Francisco was probably like an hour away. So you got to leave earlier. Uh, it's not. It wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was like as close knit uh, as as the Oakland Stadium was, and it was always packed. As soon as you left the stadium, you could still feel the energy. And uh, yeah, I, I would definitely say. I'll definitely say Oakland, the Oakland Stadium was the best. Now, I guess mm-hmm. if you fast forward, San Francisco obviously has the better stadium because there's oh, a view yeah. and it's on the water. And yeah. Oakland still has what they've had for the past uh, 35 years since I was born. So, right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard to hard to deny uh, Levi Stadium on Santa Clara. Yeah, no question about that. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I heard 49ers. I heard a little bit Warriors talk. And heard some Giants talking, A's talk. No Raiders love? Not really. Not until not until I got to college. When I got to college, uh, I kind of, I guess, I kind of went to the dark side. I guess you can say I, I became a Raiders fan <laughs> at that point in time uh, in my life because it was everybody would ask me where are you from because I went to college in Atlanta. So of course, when you're in, in a, se- a whole separate state, everybody thinks you're either from Oakland or from LA. So. Right. I pretty much just um, stuck with the, with the Raiders, and I kind of fell in love with the black and silver. Um, and 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 I think during that time as well, uh, 49ers were kind of going through that rough patch. So, um, yeah. but I fell in love with the Raiders in in college, and that's that's when that that the passion for the Raiders kind of came in. Okay. All right. So that would have to be around the time, if I'm not mistaken, when Gannon was quarterback, and you actually had the wide receiver tandem of Brown and Rice. Was it around right, then? Right. Exactly. Right. So that'd be about 2001, 2002. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Makes plenty of sense. And you segue perfectly into what I wanted to ask next. So I see that you're, you're from the yay. You lived a little bit in between, uh, San Francisco, Oakland and Sacramento. 
and you went to college at Morehouse. So how did you migrate all the way to the A? <laughs> that, that's an interesting, interesting story. So I'm, uh, all of my family is really from North Carolina. Uh, both of my parents are. So I'm a big, anybody that knows me knows I'm a big Tarios fan. So my, that was my first choice, obviously. Uh, I didn't get in. So, um, you know, the historically black college, of course, Morehouse, was definitely on my list. And mm-hmm. they were really the one that I think uh, attracted me to uh, to to Atlanta. That was the only college I applied to in Atlanta. Um, I applied to some of the smaller, like UC Irvine, UC like Santa Barbara, and those. But to me, I was I was big on the name of the school I was going to go to. Now, when I, on, in hindsight, I could have just went to a community college and then probably transferred to North Carolina. But uh, that was like I, I was really high on the name, and I was really high on which college I was going to go to. So that's kind of how I ended up in Atlanta. Uh, had a, had some family members in Atlanta as well. So it kind of it kind of worked out, and uh, and from there on, yeah, Atlanta was Atlanta was it. Okay, all right. When we say North Carolina, you're talking about the Charlotte area, or are you talking about Raleigh Durham? Uh, so the family, the family is in Hickory, uh, North Carolina, which is like a small, pretty small city. It's like the furniture building capital. That's where they build a lot of the a lot of the furniture that you see at you know IKEA or Rooms mm-hmm. to Go or all these places. Most of the time, there it's built in. Uh, in Hickory, so that's where that's where mainly all the family uh, lives you know, to this day. Okay, Hickory, Hickory. Is that near Charlotte? Am I not? Uh, it's about it's about an hour, about an hour away from Charlotte. Okay, all right. Hmm. Wow. Okay. No it, 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 it's pretty small. It's pretty small on the on the, on the map. So you might have to <laughs> you might have to get a magnifying glass out to kind of see where it is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. So you talked about how how sort of diverse uh, your upbringing was in in a sense uh, being in the uh, Northern California area. And then you moved to not only a city that is considered predominantly black, but an HBCU on top of it. So how did that mesh together for you in terms of the upbringing that you had and where you ended up going to college? Uh, I think there was a lot of, it's a lot of uh, preconceived notions that I maybe had. I think there was a lot of, assumptions that I've made and that that being going there kind of really opened my eyes to what what a lot of people go through that I didn't necessarily go through or what some people you know not not necessarily uh having the having the money or you know having I had student loans so I didn't really have the money either but I mean right. people that really really kind of struggle to 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 get their tuition paid to do different things uh so I think to me that that uh, it was a great experience uh, just being able to be around um, a predominantly black people and just seeing what, uh, I guess, what uh, more examples, because my parents are really great examples, but also mm-hmm. seeing other examples of men uh, and also women that are just striving to, uh, to be at their best. Um, in, in at a HBCU and everything was predominantly black, so it was it was really a it was a good experience um, of going there for sure. Yeah, and on top of it being an HBCU, Morehouse is of course an all male. HBCU. So how was right. that experience? That that was interesting as as well. Uh, now we always had a way and found a way to <laughs> to uh, go over to Spelman, which was like directly across the street. So right. Uh, but um, it, it was uh, it was it was different because you know it's all guys, so you really don't. It's almost like living in a locker room. I mean, mm-hmm. there were none. I mean, most of the guys were weren't really. Uh, <laughs> I guess the hygiene wasn't really at the top of their charts. <laughs> 
of things to do. <laughs> uh, I mean, also you just seeing you know guys sneaking girls in and stuff like that. So it was it was kind of to me. I, I didn't I didn't actually pledge or anything like that. But being at Morehouse was a fraternity. That was a being at Morehouse was um, the fraternity for me. Um, and I think that to me was what it felt like. It felt like being in a fraternity of of a group of guys that are it's like a select few that are chosen to go to the school. Also, a select few that stay there and and finish. So that that's to me what it what it was what it really felt like nice okay all right yeah i I was wondering how 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 much and how often you all snuck uh snuck over to smellman (laughs) (laughs) because uh quite quite a bit quite quite a bit bit. even time there was a party uh we we were pretty much over there but they i mean they really had that place on lockdown which is understandable um Mm. oh yeah you know young women but there was always a way to to get around or it was a way to Know somebody that knows somebody. So, (laughs) 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 oh, that's funny. Oh, that's good. That's good. Hmm. So, you now are in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, What made you not want to stay in Atlanta? Well, my parents uh, were were still in California. So, my initial thought was to move back there uh, and Mm. and stay there and kind of that's where my friends were. I had some friends, I had a college roommate that I really. Uh, we really had had great times, but my initial thought was always to move back to California because that's where everything I knew uh, was. Uh, so that's where I went immediately after college. And then after that, because um, I guess here's the real thing. My parents were going to buy me a car when I graduated from college. So oh, I was like, I, yeah. I have to go back home, obviously, to get this car <laughs> uh, that they promised when I graduated. Right. So. That that was kind of my thinking, uh, and then I met my wife, uh, the love of my life. So when that happened, uh, she was we met in California, kind of like during a spring break uh, or, or summer break, I should say. And then I went back. We had a long distance relationship. She moved to to Texas, so my 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 plans pretty much changed because I was getting ready to you know get my master's in California. That was kind of like the plan. And uh, when I when she was in Texas, I was like, I'm moving to Texas. Well, everybody was really was really shocked uh so that that's kind of that's how i ended up here which it wasn't necessarily in the plans but you know plans plans change especially when you have uh someone that you're following after so <laughs> hey look uh, normally a man moves uh from one place to another for one of two reasons either it's a good financial opportunity or he's met a wonderful woman that he wants to settle down somewhere with so Definitely. i i, I sort of figured right about that <laughs> yeah. So I sort of figured when I when I when I saw when I saw the bio layout and I sort of figured, okay, let's see, Northern California reared, went to college in Atlanta. He now is in Dallas. Oh yeah, I smell a woman in the picture. So <laughs> So that's probably where sure. either he met Wifey or that's where Wifey went. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You got it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome though. That's that's that is awesome. That is awesome. Uh so what did you uh ended up uh, getting for a degree? Uh, so I got a uh, a business, so a BA degree in business marketing. So that, that's what I mm. what I ended up. Uh, started okay. off computer science, mm-hmm. and then once I got to calculus um, two, and I realized that this was not for me. <laughs> but I switched to business, and that's that's what I ended up with. Okay, all right, all right. Note to self: talk to Ben about business marketing opportunities. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, the mic is on. Oh, I'm so sorry, Dan. I, that, that's just that's bad host etiquette. Oh man. 
Well, that's cool. So, okay, so you moved down to Dallas. And how long was it between when you moved to Dallas and this wonderful platform you have now called the BS3 Sports Show was born? Well, it was basically, I've been here for 12 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, I've been doing this for about almost two years. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, you know, been 10 years in, and there was a friend that... um, uh, Eric uh, DeWalt. Uh, I was a guest on his show because I started started doing some writing. I was like, I need to I need to get my my opinions out. You know, I liked writing from time to time, uh, and he invited me on his show, and I was I mean I was so excited to do this. I mean I had all my notes out. I mean it was I thought like I was calling into to what ESPN, uh, Mike and Mike or something. It, it was it was it was an amazing experience, and uh, he was like, man, you should do your own show. And I thought, I don't know if I could talk for that long. I don't know if that's what, uh, I mean, I don't think I could do it. So I tried it out. And then from there on, uh, you know, the rest, the rest was history. So it's been, uh, officially, uh, I think November is when I started. Uh, and that was, uh, about two years ago now. I've been on Spreaker since, uh, for about a year, a year and a little bit over a year. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's when I that's when I actually started to to get a get a hold of you and get to know you. I was like, okay, this, this smooth smooth cat talking sports. Okay, all right, that's kind of <laughs> interesting. It's really interesting. And then there's another thing about your show that's interesting that I'll get to later. But I was like, oh man, this is really interesting. Okay, I like this. I like this a lot. But I also saw this hashtag, and you got to help me out with this. What is hashtag X Squad? So X Squad is a, is a group of uh, podcasters, and basically we just we just uh, follow each other. Whenever there's a show going on, we go onto the show. We like it. We enjoy it. We jump in the in the chat room, which is what the, probably the greatest thing about Sweeker is to having that that ability to chat with the uh, the follow the listeners and the hosts. So uh, yeah, X Squad is just a group of different varieties of podcasts, um, and they're just good just good all around people. We just look out for each other whenever our shows are going on. Mm, that is awesome. It's great to have that type of community and collective. That is great. That is great. I just had to ask that because I was like, okay, hashtag X Squad. <laughs> I know it has to be some significance to that. That is, not, that is cool. I like that. All right. So I've, I've heard your show and I've heard you split, split your content between Dallas, uh, Dallas teams and other interests around the country. Uh, before I even ask that question, I wanted to know, uh, now you've been in Dallas for 12 years, uh, have you been indoctrinated with all things Cowboys yet? Yes, yes. It, it, <laughs> I avoided it. I tried to avoid it at all costs. <laughs> and it just kind of just, it kind of jumped in, in my blood. So, uh, I, I was, uh, I was a member of a church where the pastor knew, uh, Roy Williams, who played uh, for Oklahoma, you know, back in the day, he played for right. the Cowboys. So we actually went to training camp in San Antonio. This was like back in 2006. And when I went there, I was kind of because I, I, I really disliked the Cowboys for the majority of my life because I was a I was a 49ers fan and I was an arch rival. Uh, right. But once once I went to that training camp, I was like, wow, I actually know these guys. It's not like I'm I'm get I get to see these guys at least once or, or twice a month because they'll be at church or they'll be at whatever we have going on. So mm-hmm. that kind of really made me get to know the people, the players behind it. And that's when I kind of fell in love with, with the Cowboys. Uh, also follow, of course, heavily the uh, the Mavericks and the Rangers, um, mm-hmm. FC Dallas, anything Dallas, Dallas Stars, I follow that. And that's what I, that's what I put into my show, a lot of, of heavy mm-hmm. Dallas 
uh, stuff, but I talk about a variety of different too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and man, you segued me right into what I wanted to ask. I was like, I wanted to ask, is that on purpose that you actually speak about the Mavericks, the Rangers, the uh, the the soccer the soccer club, and other things, professional sports in Dallas? And well, you answered that question. Yeah, it is on purpose. Okay, and that's cool. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Uh, so, how do you determine? Uh, what your topics are for each show? Like, uh, do you want to, do you divide? Okay. Well, one half of the show, I'm going to talk about all things Metroplex and the other half, I'll talk about all things, the rest of the country or world. Or is it whatever is, whatever is popping at that moment? That's what I'll talk about. It's pretty much whatever is popping at that moment. Uh, but I, every show I do want to put at least some Cowboys, Mavericks or Rangers or something. But basically, I, I map it out in kind of 30-minute uh, segments, and I determine. So if there's a UFC event going on, I definitely uh, want to talk about that because that's, kind of, that's, that's big. Um, if there's a, a huge boxing match going on, I'll put that in. Um, but I, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I really, um, what, what's going on and what's hot for that particular week, I, wanna, I want my, my ear to be to the ground of, of uh, as many areas, many avenues of sports as possible, so that when people tune in, they're not going to hear like what happened like three weeks ago. They're going to hear what's going to either going to happen today or what's going to happen tomorrow or or whatever it may be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That and it makes sense. That makes sense. Now, one of the things that that drew me to you in the first place, and it's funny, we we heard you actually talk really eloquent about sports, and you know your stuff. There's no question. But I remember seeing these images on Instagram in particular, and it had these scriptures on them. And I remember the first time I saw it, I stopped. I looked and I scrolled up and I said, OK, uh, yeah, that's, that's that's Ben. I thought he was a sports guy. What's with the what's with the scripture? I love it. But wow, I wasn't expecting that. I love it. I'm digging this. This is cool. But wow. OK, sports guy that's proud to be a Christian. Hey, I'm not going to hate on that. So. Obviously, I get an understanding as to the importance of Jesus and God in your life. But I want to hear this from you. How important is God to you in your life? Uh, it's extremely important. It is the most important thing. Uh, if I don't have anything else to have Jesus in my heart and in my life is is it. That's that's the all in all. And when when I originally started this, a podcast that was just going to be about sports. It was just going to be about that. I was going to play music because I love music as well. And and uh, then and I hope I'm not going too far into the <laughs> into the questions. But um, you know, I wanted to include uh, you know Jesus in everything that I do, and He's the head of my life. So that so even when I do sports or whatever I do, I factor that in, and uh, and that that is the most important thing. Mm. Amen to that. And brother, you can't get, there's no way you can get deep in this platform with me on this. No possible way you can get deep. <laughs> you can get as deep as you want. It is perfectly fine because I'm all about that. And yeah, cause Jesus is my, my Lord and savior too. Most important aspect of my life. And I make no bones about it. And I remember saying this to somebody, I said, you know, the scripture that just pops in my mind, even with my, even with my doing a, a sports show, is if I deny Jesus in front of men, I would not look forward to the day when Jesus denies me in front of the Father. I would not want to do that. So even if I'm doing a sports show, I'm going to do it right. the way 
Jesus would want me to do it. You know, to where, G- where Jesus is, is saying to me, oh, come on, Cole. Really? No, man. You, know, you cried me up with that. <laughs> no. that, that. That was funny. That was funny. I'm up here listening to you. You funny. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want, man. That's that's exactly yeah. what I want. You know, so it was cool to actually see someone who thought similar as I do that in this platform, I want Jesus to be represented. And man, you, you're good with the segues because this is my next question. What made you actually want to intentionally have Christian hip hop with your sports show and sports takes? Um, the biggest reason is because it, it, it changed my ear to music. I, I listened to gangster rap. I mean, pretty much a large, large majority part of my life. And, and I just felt like God was telling me one day, you gotta, you need to throw all your CDs away. I mean, I had a book of probably, I don't know, upwards of 50 to 100 different CDs from Biggie to, to Tupac to Kanye to whatever you name it. I, I pretty much had it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, um, in my life, I, I, I was, it was hard for me to let that go. Um, and when I found Christian hip hop, to me, that really changed my ear that, 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 and I always tell this to every artist that I have on, like Christians can flow. They can, they can do this and it doesn't sound corny. They can do this and it relates to what people actually go through. And, and that's what I want. That's what I want people to hear. So, uh, when I started the show, I just figured, um, I'll play just other music. Uh, so I played a different variety of music, but I just believe in my heart that God was telling me to play, to play Christian music, play Christian hip hop, because that's what, uh, that's what will speak to the people. They, they don't know what it is. They don't necessarily know that it, that it may be Christian hip hop. They may not understand, but when they hear it and they hear the message behind it, it's going to open their ears, uh, to open their ears to me. And that gives me an opportunity to talk about different things that have happened. So it was a no brainer for me to to play uh, Christian hip hop on the show. And that's what I, every week I try to find uh, new music or I try to find uh, an artist to actually come on the show because a lot of these, and the music industry, it, it is what it is. So a lot of, a lot of guys are doing this by themselves. They're doing it. They're grinding just like we are. They're doing this from the bottom up. They work full-time jobs and they do this on the side. So I tried to most of the time get those guys that aren't well known and get those guys that I can hopefully get their music heard more, uh, whatever listeners that I have. And uh, it, it was, it was really a no brainer to me to factor that part in, uh, to, to, uh, to what I do in the show. Mm. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you have that deep understanding of, you know what, this is, this is a platform. And if I can, with this platform, bring people closer to Jesus, then I'll take this platform and utilize it. And, and, and I can, I'm glad I'm actually able to say this and it's recorded. And I've been wanting to say this to you since I actually, since I actually heard your show for the first time. That was the reason why I wanted to one, have you on the show, on this show in particular. And two, just actually have a conversation with you because I thought that really touched me in a deep way because I really understood and it made me feel good about the fact that, okay, well, there's a guy who's speaking about sports who is unapologetically Christian and will put in stuff that speaks the word in his stuff. And it sounds good. And I'm 100% with you. You can have Christians who spit some hard bars and, and, and they flow, you know, they flow as well as Drake, as well as Kendrick, uh, as well as Kendrick Lamar, as well as J Cole. You have these artists out here who can flow like that, but they're speaking 
Jesus. They're speaking the word and it is awesome. And it actually is more awesome to hear the fact that they have these nice flows and they have the word that's attached to it as well. I love that. I love that. And I've been wanting to say I, I, I'm, I'm proud of you and having that as a platform. And man, please keep that up because that that emboldens me. That makes me happy that that there's someone out there who actually gets it and uses their platform for, I believe, what we're supposed to use it for. Yeah, well, praise God. Um, I, I give glory to him and I appreciate you for 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 saying that. Uh, and there's been a lot of times that that I have uh you know, sometimes you wonder, is this, what the, am I doing the right thing? Is this what you're supposed to do? Uh, there's been times I played other music on the, on the show and I, and I felt, uh, convicted because that's not, that's not what I believe this, that the show's, uh, about and that's not believe what it's, what it's supposed to be. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's just, it's grown. Um, I think it's grown so much and I'm just thankful that you were able to hear it. I'm thankful that you were inspired by it. And this very guy continues to, to guide and direct me in what, whatever people to talk to and, and to get involved. Definitely. 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 And, uh, yeah. And count me as amongst one that will actually help, help turn others toward what you do. Uh, because, uh, just the fact that you have this outlet is needed. It, it is needed. And I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful to God that there is someone like you that's out there doing something like this. Yeah. Yeah. So thankful. So thankful to him for that. All right. Here's a question that I don't know if you want to answer it or not, but I'll throw it out there anyway. In all of your life, what has been the biggest regret? Or if you don't want to say regret, what's been the biggest lesson you've learned in life? Uh, the biggest, <clears throat> biggest lesson that I've learned, uh, I would really say uh, is just not, not being not looking at what other people are doing. Uh, I think that that's uh that answers probably both of those. Um mm-hmm. because as humans and I uh, speak for myself, I like I want to compare to what someone else is doing. I want to why am I not at this level yet? Why am I not at this point in my life where I think I should be? And that is the that is a that is a continuous lesson uh, that I that I learn, and I know that if, if if I'm continuing to do what I'm doing and I'm continuing to follow what God is directing me, that I am where I'm supposed to be, and that's probably the biggest lesson and and probably the biggest regret because that call, that that forces you or kind of causes you to want to step out of your box and do things that uh, that are that you're not really directed to do, and that puts you you know in 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 a situation where you're outside of of what God is directing you to do or could be telling you to do. So uh, that that's what I would say would would be the lesson that I'm continually learning. Uh, even what I'm doing now, there's people that have, uh, you know, started off when I started off. Oh, well, yeah, they have more listeners, so they're doing more. But that's not you. I have to, me, I have to stay in my lane. I have to continue to follow out whatever it is that, that God wants me to do. And I will get to that point, wherever that point may be. And so that 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 answers really both of those, I think. Wow, that's a powerful answer. <laughs> that's a powerful <laughs> answer to learn that you are unique. Yeah, and 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 that's really the that's really the the biggest and richest lesson I think we all can understand is that you know we all have our own special gifts, and the only voice that's on the planet that does it the way you do it is you. And the sooner you realize that the sooner you will actually succeed in life. And yeah, uh, I, I, mm, 
and the fact that you actually are still young and you've learned that lesson, you're a big, big step ahead of so many other people in life. Ooh, big, like, big like step I ahead. said, it is it is continuous <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because you, yeah. you you're gonna uh, you see so many people that are and that are blessed in what they're doing. Uh, but you just, I just have to know, you just have to know is that we are where we're supposed to be. Where you are is not, you're not there by mistake. Uh, us right. talking to each other is not by mistake. So that's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm, that's what I believe. Yeah. And I believe that too. Fully believe that. All right. So outside of giving your life to Christ, because that's my biggest accomplishment and I believe that's yours too. Outside of that, what is your biggest accomplishment in life? Well, biggest accomplishment, and I, I would, I would honestly, I would say, uh, I would probably have a kind of two. Uh, one would be uh, getting my master's. I think that was a huge accomplishment, mm-hmm. um, and uh, something that took it, it took work, it took a passion, it took a lot, and um, I think that was that would be that would be probably one A. I think one B would be really stepping out and doing this podcast. I consider that a, a great uh, accomplishment for me because it's a dream, and that, that dream is, is evolving every day, every week, uh, every year. It's, it's going to continue to evolve, and it's going to continue to progress. So that's, that's what I would say. Right. Oh, those, those are two big accomplishments, no question. No question. All right, so what do you see in the BS3 sports brand in its future? Uh, what I see in the future is uh, doing live, doing actual live shows at different events. Um, I even I also see doing uh, sponsoring concerts, having an event where nice. uh, I would have uh, Christian hip hop artists actually come uh, do a live, uh, you know, radio show, and uh, I see it also being on a major station. Uh, that's what I see. That's XM. Um, I, I've had numerous thoughts and uh, visions of it being on a a Christian station um, because it, it has the, the Christian overtone. But uh, praise one hundred two point five. I, I don't and I don't know what whatever God has planned. I'm one hundred percent with it. Uh, I think doing it on that station where it, it is Christian. Uh, but I I have I honestly haven't heard anything uh, like what I do. I haven't heard it. If there is someone doing it. Uh, praise uh, to God for what they're doing as well, but I just haven't heard it. So I think it, it's something that, that people need to uh, to hear that they haven't heard. And I, I just see it going on a major station and doing this full time and uh, just continuing to talk passionately about sports and Jesus. Mm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you, man. I, I, I really, I really do hope and sincerely pray that the desires of your heart with that one comes into fruition. Because your heart's in the right place. There's no question about that. And I want to see that happen for you because I, I want to see so many people's lives changed all because of Ben Sutherith and his platform, because that is needed in this world. You are needed in this world. The fact that you, you know, the fact that you actually can say, look, hey, you see what I do. I'm telling you, it's not it's not coming from me. It's coming through me from a source of bigger, more powerful and stronger than I am. And there's just yeah. no greater representation than that. You know, man, that's, that's 100% with it right there. Yeah. Yeah. So man, yeah, I, I pray that that happens for you. Ah, look, the, man, I, I, like I said, I could, I could talk to you as you can hear, I could talk about many different subjects with you for hours on end. <laughs> 
but I'm gonna have to cut this short. So I normally uh, give uh, the guest, uh, the esteemed guest, uh, the choice of doing a parting shot or words of wisdom. And whatever is in your heart, forever long you want to say it, the floor is yours. I would just say this: if if you haven't uh, given your life to Christ, if you have any concerns about uh, giving your life to Christ, I, I would urge you to to do it. I would urge you to ask ask God: Is this real? If you don't know if this is real, if you don't know if believing in, in Jesus is real, talk to God about it. He will let you know that this is real. And that is that is the biggest thing that you can do in your in in your life. That is the most important decision that you can make. And uh, when you do make that decision, whatever you have done in your life in the past, it, it does not matter to the Lord. He is there with open arms. He is there to console you in whatever the worst, whatever you think you you've done that that may separate you from God. It will not. The other thing I would say is that having a relationship with Christ is the is the most important thing. I am a hundred percent with uh, with going to church. I do not. Uh, I, I would definitely say you know spending that time within fellowship is is amazing. But that personal relationship is the most important thing. He wants to know who you are. He wants you to conversate with him. So if there is anything that I can do to help in that, I would greatly. Uh, greatly want to do it, but I would just say get to know get to know the Lord in whatever way that uh, that you can, or whatever way that you want, get to know Him. Mm. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you know why I had to have this gentleman on my show. There isn't anything else I need to say. <laughs> Writer, host of BS3 Sports, but most importantly, a Christian, Mr. Ben Sudreth the Third. Ben, one, it is a pleasure. And has been a pleasure. And two, may the Lord give you the desires of your heart. Thank you. And I, I appreciate you for having me on. Uh, I really do. The beauty of when you link up with somebody who knows the power of God and you can sync up with him or her and have that immediate connection almost without even uttering a single syllable. It's a powerful, powerful union. And that's what Ben and I experienced in this interview. It's a beautiful thing when you actually can connect to somebody and you don't really have to say much. You just know familiarity is right there at your fingertips. The word says, if you want a friend, show yourself friendly. That is what I learned with Ben because he reached out to me and he showed himself friendly. And I tell you, not long before this interview took place, I really didn't know Ben all that well, but now I actually feel as though I know him very well, like I have been in his presence for the last, I don't know how many years. That's the power of connection, especially a Christian one. Many thanks to Ben Sutter III, the founder and the host of BS3 Sports. I appreciate his time and the wisdom he dispensed. For changing the world, one conversation at a time. I'm Cole Johnson, and this has been Revelations. For more of Revelations, go to Pippa, spelled P-I-P-P-A dot I-O.